Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Cincinnati Sports Review. My name is Eric. My name's Nick. And this is our Super Bowl review episode where we talk about what happened in the Super Bowl. Oh, uh, man. Yeah. It's been a yeah. while. So I haven't watched anything from the game since the day of. Oh, really? And I've been dreading coming back and doing this podcast. Uh, yeah, we took some time off uh, and before doing this because we really wanted to sit and think about it. I have watched highlights numerous times. Um, I it can't. I still can't. I'm still like so mad about it, but I'm oh, trying to man. be positive. So I, <clears throat> you know, thought I would be angry, but I'm really not. Is that it? <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, I'm really not <laughs> as angry as like as other people are. I'm not um, angry. I'm I'm just I'm upset that that we lost. I'm upset too, but and I'm not we had like, so many chances to win, and it was such a close game. I mean, it was a good game. Yeah. So, what is your like knee jerk reaction of of the Super Bowl? I, I thought it was one of the the best Super Bowls in a while. You know, it was kind of two teams that weren't necessarily expected to make it this far, especially especially, especially us. us. Yeah. Um, no I one think everybody we make. beginning of the year was thinking the Rams were going to be in the Super Bowl, so it's no surprise that they were there. But we definitely were a big surprise. And it, it came down to the last quarter. I mean, it was, you know, it was exciting all throughout. It was it was a close game throughout. Yeah. Um, the halftime show was really good, probably one of the best in a long time. Oh, my God, that halftime show was fantastic. I know a lot of people – didn't like it but probably like can, old old whites who all right i'm not gonna go that far i don't know anything about <laughs> rap music probably had no idea what was happening it was fantastic it was a great halftime show oh yeah. and uh kind of the piggyback on top of that uh, the commercials were really good too i was way too stressed to even pay attention to any of the commercials i honestly yeah. don't remember a single one oh there were a lot of good ones um, i was i was beyond anxious watching this and and i was I was supposed to be in Florida watching it, but I was stuck at home recovering from COVID, watching by right. myself. So it's very stressful. Yeah, I don't, I don't blame you, but <sighs> I mean, it was a tough one. It definitely was a tough I mean, pill to swallow. L- just looking back at the stats, you would think we won this game. Yeah, I mean, just looking at you know yards gained on the ground, like we we destroyed them in the running department they only got 43 all day we had about 80 so we almost had double their yardage we We held them strong on the run and we got two turnovers in the passing game yeah uh field time of possession was pretty even split the difference is only like less than 60 seconds yeah uh like all those metrics that you hear sports analysts talk about as being like this is what you need to do to win games we pretty much did that yeah, we didn't turn over the ball, did we? So no, we didn't turn we the ball. We won the all, turnover no. battle. Yeah. Won yardage. I mean, arguably Burrow had a better. Um, I think he had a better game than than Stafford did. Honestly, uh, he didn't have as many touchdowns, but he didn't throw the ball away. I mean, yeah. At the same time. Uh you know, they ran a trick play to score in the end zone. It's very possible. They had another play in the arsenal that he could have scored, throwing a passing touchdown instead of Mixon, uh, which, was, by the way, that was a great play design. Uh, I oh, love, yeah, I loved it. Oh, my God. It was it was a great uh, great play design. They weren't expecting it at all. Uh, Higgins made a great catch. Oh, that was all around a great play. Yeah, and I think, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm not mad at the team. You know, they played about as well as they could. You know, I, I didn't see any major faults 
Um, it just came down to, to coaching, really. Um, okay. And there was not, you know, I mean, it was close the whole game, so it just came down to the game plan and, you know, maybe some wrong decisions in hindsight um, that Taylor I, made. Yeah, I think there was some definite – I think where they lost this <coughs> game was definitely on coaching. Uh, not to say that McVay outcoached Taylor, but I think that uh, Taylor at, at key decision points made questionable calls. Yeah, and it, it's tough to, you know, what which call to make, especially in the Super Bowl, so much pressure. Yeah. And for it to be this close, I, I think, you know, you, you can't really fault him too much. <laughs> I mean, I mean the, the game was so close. I, I think there are some decisions that, that could have been made that would have put the game in our favor. We will get into, like, what those are. I do want to take a, like a quick, I guess, sidestep back. Because uh, you mentioned Burrow. Um, you thought he played pretty well. And if you look at his numbers, I, they are, I mean, he had a 109 or 100.9 passing yard rating. He completed, you know, just about two-thirds of his passes, 263 yards. He had a couple long plays on, on, on Ramsey. Um, yeah, and, and you got to look at just his whole, you know, I, I thought he played really well, avoiding the rush as much as he could. I mean, he got seven sacks, so you can you can see our O line was very um, under talented against uh, the Rams D line, who were all over the place as I expected them to be. <laughs> yeah, well, here that's something I want to get into is because I thought I thought Burrow played okay. I didn't think he played like outstanding. I th- I thought he looked kind of nervous um, out there, and I thought there were times where he held on to the ball too long. Uh, and he didn't uh, – and part of that's play design. Like, part of that's, like, you know, he's if you force a you force a throw that you shouldn't be taking. Um, so that, that's good on him on that part. But I thought that there were opportunities he had to – he could have ran away for some sacks or – I think possibly he could have. But, I mean, it, it was a tough – you know, they have a tough defense. They have a really good D-line. When you got Von Miller and Aaron Donald chasing you, it's really hard oh, yeah. to, to throw those balls away, and then especially if you have Jalen Ramsey out there. Yeah. Um, it's just – I think he played well. I think I, I, I think their defense is – His performance. I'm not going to complain about it. I just – I just I personally <clears throat> don't think that he had, like, a great game. I thought he had a good game, but I think if he would have played at, at that great level that he had been playing the, the prior three weeks, they probably would have won. Um because that, that would have overcompensated for some of the other bad plays that happened uh, because of coaching. Honestly, I think he played just as well in the past as the past few weeks. I mean, we haven't played um, a team with this stout of a defense. You know, maybe the the Titans, um, and that was probably Burrow's worst game in the last uh, you know last stretch. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree with you on that. I, I totally think that um, the Titans and the Chiefs had a better defense, but they're the D line of. The you thought Rams the Chiefs really had a good. better defense? Yeah, on paper, yeah. Really, better than the Rams? Interesting. Yeah, because I think the Rams have. I mean, they're a good defense, but like, they have a really good D line and a really good corner. But I think other than that, they had beatable pockets. You know what I mean? Like, their spots that were beat. Uh, Kansas City, and they also think. Oh no, Kansas City has one of the worst defenses, don't they? Oh, do they? Okay, well, a part of it too is the fact that they've been to the Super Bowl two times in a row, so they like have that like championship experience. You know what I mean? Like, like they they knew what it would take to win, so to speak. I don't know. I may be I may be <clears throat> shoveling shit right now. 
I don't know. I I mean, if you look at Burrow's numbers, and I think he had worse numbers against the Titans, and they're a very similar, strong defensive team. They get to the quarterback. Um, And I think Burrow played even better in this game than the Titans game. It's true. He did. I mean, all all the numbers say that. Um, But I I think – the how Burrow played was good enough to win, and I don't think he should be. I don't think anyone's saying this, and I'm not saying it either. Definitely shouldn't have been like the blame on the loss. Uh, I think coaching and key decisions was where we lost this one. Yeah, I think I think so too. And I want to start uh, kind of going down, just kind of in chronological order. Uh, the first drive, they get the ball, decent field position, and you know they. Get it down the third and nine, and they let P. Ryan run the ball to get stuffed. And then, you know, the, there, there's the fourth down play where both P. Ryan and Higgins were both open, and he threw the ball to Chase. That's kind of what that, – that goes into the he could have played better. I thought he could have made a better read uh, and hit those guys for a first down. Instead, they converted that turnover on downs into a touchdown. Yeah, I, I mean, I find it hard to criticize somebody on on missing a read or whatever when they're getting chased around. It, it's it's really difficult when you know. It, it oh, comes he wasn't down chased. Over, that was that was at the beginning of the game, and he didn't have any pressure on him. It was a quick drop. It was like a shotgun <clears throat> shotgun play. Like it wasn't like at the end of the game where he was feeling the pressure. It was like very early on. Um, I'm talking about like the first drive of the game. So. Uh, I thought that, like, m- more importantly, it's not so much that he made a bad play. I just don't – I don't think going for it at that field position, one, is a good idea. And, two, if you're going to do it, you should have Mixon in the ball game. We'll talk about this when we talk about the end of the game. But, like, I, I we're, we're not the biggest Pirine fans, supporters, whatever you want to call it. Um he has played a lot better in more recent weeks, and he had a really long touchdown against um, Kansas City, which kind of sparked the game for the offense for us. But I don't think you should put P. Ryan in, in any fourth down situation. Well, it, it's it's hard to say because throughout the season, he's been the third down back, third down and fourth down. Um, you know, it, it's a tough call to make in in you know in these these moments. See, here's where I'm going to disagree, and I think I think it's an easy decision. You have to put Mixon in, and I'll. Here's my explanation: is that Mixon is by far a more talented and faster, better running back. On top of that, I mean, I think that there's that stupid ass writer who doesn't think that that's the case. We, but you know, everybody's got opinions. But you know, Mixon's probably been playing football since he was probably five years old, so he probably is smart enough to think, okay. Uh, I'm getting put in on a fourth down play. I think I can, you know, follow the playbook. You know, I think the guy can handle it. It's not like he's like a rookie or, you know, I, I think in that situation you have to put Mixon in yeah, barring I, injury. I just think it's a tough call to make when you've looked at, you know, P Ryan, who's, he's a pretty solid pass catcher, a better blocker than Mixon. Um, you think, you think P Ryan's a better blocker than Mixon? I think Mixon's a is. way better blocker. Mixon's not a good blocker. Oh, he, he's he, had he so many problems stuff. this year with blocks. He, he used to be pretty good. Maybe maybe I must have missed the memo. He's missed a lot of blocks this year. Um, he had, not that well, P. Ryan is like infinitely better, but um, okay. Like especially when you look at like when we had Geo 
Like these guys are nowhere compared to what Geo was yeah. able to do. Geo was great. Um, but the whole year we'd gone with P Ryan in third and fourth down scenarios, and um, it's worked all year. So Fair I can enough. see why they wouldn't go away from that. And you know, P Ryan isn't isn't a scrub. I mean, he's no. He's been in the the league for a while, and he's he was very accomplished in in college. Um, and he's had a good you know the past two years have been really good for him. Yeah, uh, I just think that. You know, you, you're going to go with chicken or steak. I think you should go with steak, but other people think they're going to go with chicken. So. I get it. I, I get the, the mentality both both ways, and I think especially near the end of the game that um, I think we should have gone with um, Mixon. Okay. But I, 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 I'm glad I think we should have gone with Mixon. I just see why they didn't. Yeah. Um. I think that's the most frustrating part was our last drive in the game. Um, and he just, like Aaron Donald, just blew by Quentin Spain just to wrap up Burrow. And he, he even still got a pretty close to Pirine. And, uh, man, it's like, like, you know, they get the the first down play of that drive is a, is a long play to chase. Short route, he makes mincemeat out of Ramsey and gets to like 17 yards, I think. So they're around midfield. Yeah, I saw that. Um and then, you know, first play, I, I think netted like nine yards because the second play was an incompl- uh, incompletion. Yeah, it was nine. Th- they tried going deep downfield, which is I, that's when the you do it. Uh, like historically, if you're going to go deep, you go on second and short because, like, well, if you don't get it, you can go for it on you know third. But that ended up being a miscommunication play, and maybe this is hindsight speaking, but I feel like. Even at the time, they should have gone for a short, a shorter route. They still had two timeouts, I think, but a shorter route to p- at least try to pick up the first down. Because at that point, there was still like a minute left. Like time is an issue, but it wasn't like absolutely pressing. You could have afforded to do a short route, get a first down, spike the ball. You could have, but I can see the the, the argument for getting the points there. Um, yeah, because if they connect, they connect, but they ended up, they just didn't. Yeah, it's it's tough. These are the the tough calls to make, and I think going deep on a second and one is absolutely the right choice to make. Um, I think that you know that third and one, um, that was that was tough. <laughs> yeah, the run play that sh- that's kind of more so what I was speaking with earlier about putting in mixing. Like he should have been on the you know fourth and or third and one play and the fourth and one play. I I understand your argument of him keeping him in there and consistency and all this stuff, but. You know, if you're gonna, if you need a yard, you should. And who's to know? Like maybe if they put Mixon anyway, they still would have stopped them. But I think you have a better opportunity to get the points or, or get the first down with Mixon in there. I'd, I'd like to see the stats because from from the eye test, it, it, to me, it looks like Pirine's the better short short carry running back. I don't know about that. But, I mean, he does have more of that, you know, old school. He's like slower, more heavier built back than Mixon. Um, if if by appearance, not if anything else, but I don't know. I, I think my guts my guts screaming at me that you play mixing on that play. But it doesn't matter. I mean, the fourth down, the fourth down one really doesn't matter. He wasn't the. It wasn't going to go to the running back anyways. It was a pass play, right? Yeah, yeah. It was the pa- the fourth down play was a pass play, and and the P run was in there as almost like an escape route. Like he was just out in the flat. Yeah, I, honestly, if, if Donald got blocked, I think we would have won the game because Chase was wide open. Oh yeah, if he had just a just a second to 
an extra second of freedom, he would have hit him. I mean, that's you know, that's what comes down to a good game too is when it comes down to a moment like that where yeah, you know, someone has to make a play to win the game, and that's you know, they made the play. Yeah, and it's like it's obvious that like you know, games like these aren't decided by one or two plays it's an amalgamation of maybe 10 plays um but uh i i I do think you know all the plays that require the rams to win did go in the rams favor you know what i mean um you know they stopped them on fourth down the first quarter or the first drive stopped them on fourth down on the last drive um got some key sacks in late in the third quarter and late in the early in the fourth quarter that you know pushed them to punt it's like it, but all that said they still had a chance to win that game that game was not over yeah de- definitely not and i think you know a lot of things went our way too like we were very successful coming out of the half um i think we scored yeah. a touchdown then we got a first pick, play and then we got 75 a yard first play right to higgins uh got away with a uh face mask I mean the the rest were letting them play all game until we're gonna until talk about the, the rest. End, we're gonna we're gonna get into that. At the offense definitely did stall after I think it was a field goal because they went in they were down thirteen ten at half. They scored a first touchdown. They scored a field goal later in the third. And I don't believe they scored in the fourth quarter. No, they did not. Honestly, the uh, the the Rams last drive made me made me so mad. I, what, what about it made you mad? There, there was so much about it that made me mad. I was furious with uh, some of the calls that were being made. It does make me wonder. First score of the game was an Odell Beckham touchdown, and he ends up leaving the game, blowing out his knee on on, on a non-contact play. So that just that just happens sometimes. Um, and he was definitely going to have an impact in that game, but he ended up not uh, because he was injured. It, it is interesting to think what would have happened if if he plays the whole game, you know? I think it would have been a lot harder for us to win if he played the game. Just looking at yeah. how it unfolded and looking at the the talent drop-off they have at receiver after Beckham. Oh, yeah. But when you have and Cup it, and Beckham out there, it's kind of kind of crazy. It, it's it's like kind of like stopping – you know? Yeah, it's like how do you stop both Higgins and uh, – Higgins and uh, Chase, you know? You can stop one, the other one's just going to feast. And that was kind of the storyline all year. Every time Chase had a bad game, T. Higgins usually had a good game. Yeah, and, vice versa. and then we still had Boyd too. So Yeah, which, by the way, his drop uh, in the fourth quarter, that was brutal. <laughs> Dent hadn't dropped a pass all year. And he, he picked the worst time for that. To I mean, that, that's that's like what I was saying about, you know, the way – you know the winner. It's going to come down to who makes those plays, who makes those key plays, and yeah, we you just miss some of those. Yeah, you. Yeah, the, the both fourth down conversions. That was a one kind of play. Um, the phantom holding at the end of the mm. uh, Rams drive. Mm, man, that. Mm. We're gonna say we're gonna do the whole thing on I the referees. I was so mad. I was so mad. So what else about the drive? As I know that w- when we talked about the San Francisco game, they just let Kettle go off that entire last drive that San Francisco had against us. And he ended up, you know, basically bringing him in the field goal range. And uh, I think Samuel ended up scoring that run. But what did you see out of how they were playing cup on the last, uh, on the last drive? Um, I, I think we just, uh, 
we we struggled to stop. I think it was there was a fourth down, a fourth and one that I thought we should have stopped, but I think yeah. Cup was wide open. No, um, that was the fourth down play was that one you're referring to. He did a, it was a reverse or a um, what's it called? When you 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 take the handoff directly oh, from yeah, the quarterback. Oh yeah, it was the run. Um, yeah, it's end a around. Play. And there, it's I don't know if it's an end around. There's a there's another name for it, but it's it's like that kind of play. And he yeah, he he had a lot of separation to get the first down on that one. Um, and then I don't know. It was just it was rough, you know. Uh, they targeted um, targeted a lot of the short routes on us. Um, they pretty much marched down the field. It seemed um, to and me, then, that and then they got into um, uh, they got it into the red zone, and uh, we we held we stopped them, you know. Until until that uh, until that penalty. Yeah, so that does make me wonder. Um, now, I have complained about referees and Bengals games ad nauseum. I am a big th- thinker of the NFL has an impact on the game through the referees. I don't think they had that big of an impact in this game. I I would agree. I mean, they let them play a lot on defense. Um, yeah. The defensive backs had a lot of room to play. Uh, there was a lot of missed calls overall, I think. And, you know, we've talked about all season, the missed calls. You know, we, we don't really mind when when the refs back off a little. <laughs> yeah. The, the less you notice about the refs, the better. But at the very end – the flags were flying like crazy. Yeah, it's it's tough to swallow when it's coming at the end of the game when they haven't been calling that all game, and then yeah. when they call it on you, it's obviously gonna hurt more. <laughs> yeah, it was. I it was a phantom call. I still thought, you know, my biggest gripe was more so how the offense played on the final drive. I thought once they got into you know, um, once they got into the red zone, it's like okay, they've been rolling on this entire drive. They got a lot of momentum building up. They're probably gonna score a touchdown. How they respond is how the offense responds. Uh, that's going to decide the game. So I didn't think that last touchdown that they scored was impactful as much as how we played on the last drive on offense. I just think you can't you can't give up a touchdown there within five minutes. Uh, it's it's a tough tough to yeah, come no. back from that. I don't think you you should or can or I no the, the optimal decision there is to stop them on defense uh but if they score i thought they had like a minute and a half left two timeouts i mean you've seen what they've been able to accomplish on a two-minute drill throughout the entire year and that's kind of what i was hoping for is more of that you know burrow magic and i just kind of feel like the magic kind of ran out you know they yeah Uh, but like like we said if if aaron donald got blocked on that last play that would have been a touchdown and that would have been pretty much game over i mean yep there's it's it comes down to people making those plays to be the Super Bowl team you have to yeah make those plays and this this game we came up short yeah uh, definitely a tough one to swallow I mean um, it's it, it's heartbreaking it's a, we lost to another freaking California team in the Super Bowl man yeah <laughs> it's true we're zero and three in Super Bowls they all happen to be against <laughs> California teams maybe we should have played the 49er. I don't know. I mean, that would have been the easier game. <laughs> it would have been because we already played them. But I just feel like, you know, the the internet would have been brutal on us 
you know, if we had lost the same team three times in the Super Bowl in the social media age of 2022. I mean, we're already getting dragged, and Eli Apple's getting dragged, but Let, that's yeah, for let's later. Talk, <laughs> let's, fi- let's finish the, the talk about the referees. All right, go um, for it. Because I kind of thought, we, you know, we said that they didn't have too much of an impact on the game. I thought the penalties that they did call with the last drive upstanding were all, like, fair. They didn't call any holding calls on us, I don't think. And we had, what, three unnecessary roughness or uh, what's the – on sportsmanlike conduct. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, was it Vernon Hargraves? Is that how you pronounce his name? He ran onto the field. Hargr- yeah. <laughs> he is never going to touch an NFL field ever again after that. I mean, it was a stupid thing to do, but, I mean, it didn't really affect the game. I'll tell you what. I think it did because I don't that, think it did. that – well, that came out – well, here, that goes back to them – being really good in two minute drill, you know, we took over um, from the oh, that ball on the uh, uh, crap. Yeah, that's so that. Bates intercepts the ball in the end zone, so we would have gotten the twenty yard line. Um, a unnecessary uh, or a penalty in the end zone like that. That's um, half distance to the goal. So they're starting at the ten yard line. Rather than starting at, um, uh, you know, the 20? 20 and doing that, giving them a little bit more room, that's 10 more yards. I think they would have game planned a little bit better because, like, I if you look at the play by play after that, it's just short throw, short throw, incomplete short. Sure, but know. we got a first down at the 21, right? So it was yeah. basically null. Like those first two plays got us back to where we would have been after the penalty with a first down. So, but that's I, a whole minute of time, though. That's a whole minute of time lost. Yeah, that doesn't matter. It's in the first half. We still had a, a lot of time. I just don't think it affected anything in in the grand scheme of things. I think if they were trying to score, I think they were trying to score either way, and it just I couldn't get it. Maybe it's possible. Maybe they went like slightly more conservative. I, that's kind of something that's in Zach Taylor's head that we won't probably never know. Uh, but I, I personally think they could have, if you know, that penalty doesn't happen, um, that leads to at least a you know potential, and that could the other side could happen too. They could be more aggressive and they end up turning the ball over. Um, that's one of the things like we'll we'll never know. Right. Um, well, there was another one. There was another unsportsmanlike conduct penalty on um, Isaiah Prince. Um, early in the fourth quarter, that was another 14 yards long. That, they came after a sack, so that was already you know third and long. That was third and nine, then six yard sack, and then add on a 14 yard penalty. Um, I mean, they ended up going three and out after that play, but that's another you know they changed field position. I don't know. I feel like that's one that penalties like that are something that this Bengals team hasn't really had. Um, since Taylor took over, which is a drastic change from the Marvin Lewis era, but it's still something that that they needed to fix or not do in this game that you know didn't help them. Right. Yeah. I mean, they, I mean that's that's what happens. That's that's how you lose games when you do. Yeah. You know, you make those those kind of mistakes. And yeah. it, it's interesting too, like on that last drive for the uh, Rams, you know, there's the. Um, so after the defensive holding play, 
the first down, they throw to Cooper Cup. There's a holding penalty on uh, the Rams. It was offset because Von Bell had a, a necessary roughness play. I thought it was bullshit. Uh, I thought that flag was bullshit because, you know, he's in the air. He's trying to knock the ball out. Um he was in. He was. He caught the ball and was trying to come down with it, and Vaughn hit him to kind of, you know, force an incompletion. Uh, that penalty was bullshit, but it still it still hurt the team because that would have been that would have pushed him back ten yards because of holding instead of offsetting penalties. Yeah, I mean, I think my biggest gripe with the refs was the holding on the last our last drive, or the the uh, their last drive at the. Uh, where where was the that? defensive holding on Wilson? Yeah, on the goal. What where was that? I can't remember. What that was, was I think it was they were it was third and goal third or something. And eight on the Cincinnati eight yard line. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, that and then they the refs. I think it was was it that play? I can't remember which play it was, but the refs missed an all, um, a false start on the yeah. That was on the pretty same much play, the yeah. entire fucking both uh, both line. Andrew Whitworth and the right tackle both jumped at the same time. I mean, it's one of those things where that kind of false start is one where the offensive lineman is trying to get a head head start on um, getting into position to defend the, the end, end defensive end. Um, I think a lot of times refs will give them a little bit of space, you know, like a little bit, maybe like a quarter split second of movement before the snap, but – both of them jumped way earlier than they than what should have been. Yeah, I was very surprised that wasn't called. It was it was so obvious. I thought watching it live, but I I don't know how the refs didn't throw a flag for that one. I missed it live, but watching replay, it's obvious. I I saw it right away, and then also they missed a few offsides um, on the yeah they did on the Rams D line. I mean, it, some of them were ended up being sacks on with one of them was one of the one of Donald sacks. He was offsides. And I, know I was that like, the, I was so surprised they didn't throw a flag on it because he was in our backfield, like when yeah. the ball was in Burrow's hands, like it was insane. Yeah. No, I don't know, like, you know, him. The, the I know the one was on the fourth down play. He definitely lined up over the ball. I don't know if that would have impacted, like, you know, him being on the line. I don't know if that would have changed anything. If he was still, I think he still would have gotten through. But at the same time, like that would have been a free first down. You know, right. lining up in the neutral zone. Yeah, and and that's uh, what that's where it hurts when they miss those calls that yeah. would help your team. <laughs> you know, yeah. but you know, it, it's give and take. This still, I mean, I honestly like that's I'm I'm not. I usually get pretty pissed when it comes to like rough errors like this, but the fact that they pretty much let them play all game, we did get away with the face mask on the 75 yard touchdown to Higgins. Like all that being said, I I thought that the impact was close to negligible, and I thought they still could have won. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I'm just very mad about the the false start. <laughs> yeah, uh, and rightfully so. I think if you're if you think that like the the if you're a person who thinks that the ref penalties would have impacted the game enough to would have shifted the favoritism for us to win, I think that's a fair uh, train of thought. I'm not going to go down that road because I I I think we still could have won even I mean, in spite of all that. Obviously, they could have still won, but I think it's it's worth. Worth commenting when the the refs mess up. Either way, oh yeah. Um, and th- I think I think this one was a big mess up because this isn't one of those ticky tacky fouls. A false start is a is a false start, and yeah. it was pretty obvious. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's weird to see. You know, the, 
basic plays of, you know, a false start, which is a, a basic simple language. If you move before the ball is snapped, false start. Um, you know, that's ignored. But, you know, a ticky-tack, subjective call like defensive holding um, was enforced. It, 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 it does suck. And, I mean, it just, just it being on that third down play is – I'm pretty sure it was on the holding play, and I don't know, man. It was. It just it just made me so mad. I was, <laughs> I was like, you, you call a phantom holding play at the same time you missed missed the, the freaking false start. Yeah, that's a that's, that's a, painful. Uh, it hurts so that's bad. That's a nine yard. That's a nine yard swing on top of a free first, first down. down. That's really the big yeah. thing. They got a new set of downs, and they were pretty much already. That's the biggest thing. I think uh, they're never going to do this, but they really ought to change kind of how penalties are done. Like defensive penalties shouldn't should be spot fouls. They shouldn't be automatic first down. Like okay, if you like kind of like how like offside penalties work. Say it's third and eight. And your defensive player lines up offsides. They just move the ball up five yards and do the replay the down. They don't get a first down for lining offsides. Uh, it's um, a little difficult to do that with secondary fouls like holding. Because can you imagine if somebody got beat like pretty bad and then they just you know jumped on the guy and held his leg? Like that would suck if the offense got the ball right there when it could have been you know a huge play. But then, then but they, that's, you would that's, always hold if you got beat. Well, I, I know they, they do now, though. That's the whole thing. So they still do. Even I, I kind of think it's not like a guaranteed thing. There's a there's a thing that my wife was telling me about how like someone was compensated for lost wages, and it's like they gave them minimum wage, and someone's like, "Oh, this person had you know this kind of background with this kind of money." He's like, "Yeah, but you don't know if like they continue to do that work for the rest of their life. Maybe they change fields or go unemployed. Like if you know they pick the minimum because that's if you keep working, you're guaranteed." to do that and it kind of offsets like okay they could have been making more money uh but at the same time um they could have chose not to work so it's just it's just kind of like a end all be all kind of thing you know right so that that's how i view it i'm sure other people view it differently uh i don't think i have much more to say about the actual game um okay uh yeah i think i think i'm good (laughs) Um, I don't know. I it it was just it was such a I don't know. It was a good game. It was a good if game if, overall. It if was you're a, a fan of the sport who has no um, favoritism either way, it's a really good game. I mean, it was a good game either way. I mean, I'll say it. I I enjoyed the actual game. Uh, I didn't enjoy the. Ending. It was just after the ending, and I was like, uh, it was like uh, watching a. Avengers Infinity War. Like I I really liked the movie. I just didn't like how it ended when they kill off all the superheroes. Spoiler alert for a movie that came out five years ago. Yeah, I mean I'm I'm just upset. I I thought we were gonna win it. I was so convinced. I thought we were too. I think a lot of people were. Um so I think you're right, I think we do kind of cover all we had to say about the game itself. It was a good game, it was fun to watch. It just sucks it didn't go in our favor. Let's talk about like kind of extracurricular stuff, stuff that kind of goes on outside of, um, outside of the game, that kind of like the aftermath and a little bit of lead up to. Uh, I'm gonna start with, uh, I think it's blatantly apparently and completely obvious that both the media and the NFL definitely wanted the Rams to win. <laughs> 
I mean, I don't know if they did anything to impact the game worthy enough to change it, but they definitely want him to win. I mean, did you see any of the like promotions leading up to the game? I think the NFL maybe wanted um, the Rams to win. They would get a lot more money and get attention to that team in that city. Um, yeah. But okay. I think the media was was more playing for for the Bengals. I mean, I saw so oh, much on the Bengals. I saw, you know, if you looked at fan polls across the country, I think we were the more popular team. Yeah, I think I think the fan like fans wanted the Bengals to win. I don't think like like media conglomerates wanted the Bengals to win because I saw like they had a promotion before in the game. I don't know if anybody saw this, but they had Chris Pratt. He did like a you can I don't know if you can still look it up, but it was kind of like this is the Super Bowl. This is what it's always you know all been leading up to. You know those kind of commercials, uh, the, the kind of like the pipe prep ones, uh, and they were like you know Los Angeles. They were talking about the city a lot, and they're like this is a city of stars and all this bullshit going on. You know saying you know this is the Super Bowl. This is what these people have been working for our entire their entire lives. But now it's our time, and they would show like flashes of. Um, Rams like this is our chance to win. Go LA! Like it was like, oh my god, is this like, is this real? Am I actually watching this? Like, a actual like full blown like advertisement for one specific team, you know? Like, just that's it. Seemed it seemed for something that seemed to be like team neutral because they had like it'd be one thing if you were watching like something on the Cincinnati network and they had like the local news team do that. Like this is our year. We're gonna win. Like that, that's fine. When you're on like a like national television, and you know you're showing clips of both teams pretty evenly, and then all of a sudden you just cut to it's our time. We're gonna win. Go LA. It's like okay, you're really playing your hand on this one. <laughs> well, I, I think it doesn't help that all the media is is uh you know kind of owned and headquartered in LA. Yeah, and I think that the NFL definitely benefited a lot more from having LA win for various reasons. Uh, number one, LA market. Uh, there's like 20 million people. I think it is that live in LA, the LA area, um, which I actually went to LA somewhat recently and I can pretty much can confirm that it's a big fucking place. Um, uh, yeah. So huge media market. They've been pushing LA sports there for years. Um, and I know that the, the Rams aren't like they, they're kind of from LA, but they got kicked out and then came back. It's kind of funny how unpopular they are in their own city. Well, what's really funny is I, I was re- I was watching a YouTube video on Chargers and how bad their manager Dean Spanos is. Who's like, if you think Mike Brown is bad, you got to look into some of these other owners around the league. And he's like a darling angel compared to most of these other guys. I think people like to over exaggerate on Mike Brown, but oh, anyway, we'll, we'll talk about that later. But um. And it was saying that like it's very difficult to have a sports team. No, it wasn't. No, it was the Clippers. It wasn't the, or was it? <laughs> I don't know. It was some. Place. It was some team that's not from. They're from San Diego. That moving into L.A. Yeah, no, it was the Clippers because it was about um, who's that scumbag? What was his name? He was like a big racist. Come on, you throw me a bone. What was his name? <laughs> he he owned the Clippers. He was a big racist. Donald Sterling. Okay, it was okay. Anyway, so I'm very off topic. They were saying that moving in um, back in like the early 80s, moving into LA for a sports market is very difficult to do because that area is so saturated with sports teams. You already had at that point, um, 
you know, the 1980s, you would have had both Lakers, Dodgers, uh, Angels, um, hockey team. I forget who the I forget who the hockey teams are. Um, I think they have one or two out there. Um, the Rams were out there at the time. I think. Yeah, I think that was it. But then, you know, now when the when the Rams moved into L.A., you had both Lakers, Clippers, Angels, Dodgers, you know, college football teams like UCLA and, and USC, uh, along with some of the other smaller colleges around there. Like, they are so saturated with sports that, like, you know, it's no wonder that the Chargers move out there. They couldn't even sell out a soccer stadium because there's just – there's not a much – interest for football out there as there is in a lot of other places right um so you know it's no surprise to me that a team that went out to la made the super bowl so quickly because i think the nfl kind (laughs) of wanted them to be there i mean it's all go back and watch the the tinfoil hat time go back and watch the uh, 2018 nfc championship game and you'll see that you know that the most blatant pass interference call ever made was completely missed. <laughs> yeah, so it's just like sports doesn't do as too well out there um, because there's just so much out of it. I mean, I shouldn't say doesn't do too well. It's difficult for uh, expansion teams or, or teams that are coming in the area to get build a fan base because um, there's already so many sports out there. Um, so you have you have that aspect of it. The media market, all the all the people out there to sell merchandise to. You've got um, Matthew Stafford, who I think I think that's a storyline they would rather see happen. Uh, the dude played for um, Detroit for that long, and I mean the the Weddle story was good too. Yeah, they like that story uh, coming out of retirement last minute. <coughs> yeah, for the playoffs, yeah. playing freaking lights out after two years without playing. Yeah, weird. I I. I was like, "What? <laughs> Why are you here?" Yeah, he freaking yeah. you can still play. Uh, Andrew Whitworth and he freaking blew his fucking what was his pec out? He did uh, his shoulder, shoulder or something. His pec was bruised up, and he still played. Yeah. and he had to get surgery after. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then Whitworth all time. I mean, it, it's a good thing for Whitworth. I'm happy for him to get a ring finally. He deserves yeah, it that, more that's... than anybody like that's played. Oh yeah, how many years in the league being a top tackle and. It completely unrecognized for most of it. Yeah, right. I kind of feel like he only he got a one or two All Pros here only because they were years we were really good when he was like one of the best, you know, tackles. He just just never got the respect and admiration because he played for the Bengals. Yeah, I think he's going to get a lot more consideration for Hall of Fame now, and I think he deserves it. He's he's been one of the best tackles. Yeah, here's the fucked up thing, though, is that he'll go in as a Ram. He won't go in as a Bengal, despite playing 11 years here. Oh, we don't know that yet, but... I, I can almost guarantee it, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd be willing to bet right now. I'll put a 20 spot down right now. He goes in as a Ram, not a Bengal. We might sign him, and then... That's true. If he comes back, I'm sure that... I mean, they could fucking use him. I mean, yeah, I, w- I would love to have him back. Even yeah. at his so, fucking age 40, the dude still plays better than... Anybody played better than line. Jonah Williams and Riley Reith, that's for sure. Um, so, yeah, so you've got him. Uh, the media fucking loves OBJ, even though he didn't really play for well, most of the Well, they love talking about injured. him, that's for sure. They love talking. Yeah, it's true. I don't know if they actually like him or not, but he's definitely a, a discussion point. His career is so, like, 
so weird. Um, we're not going to get into that right now, but he's definitely like a someone that they wanted to see succeed, or at least you know get a Super Bowl ring, just so they could talk about him having a Super Bowl ring. I mean, you you could, I think you can. The reason I don't agree with you is because I think Cincinnati also had a lot of good stories. Um, Joe Burrow coming back from season-ending injury, playing yeah. on an injured knee, um, mm-hmm. rookie wide receiver that's broken all the records, like who people thought was going to be a bust. Yeah. Um, I I think we had good stories on our side too. Uh, yeah, I think we had good stories, but did we have stories that could could beat the LA? Like I said, you've got media market, you've got. Um, you've got uh, more player stories. Like you got Whitworth Stafford, you know, Cup had a great year. Weddle, like right there, that's five. You just named for the Bengals, you just named Burrow and Chase. Burrow, Chase, McPherson also was, was getting popular. I remember um, media was talking about you couldn't even find one of his jerseys. They sold out like instantly um, when we got announced to go into the Super Bowl. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I think we had, I think we had some good stories there. I disagree with you. I think. I mean, I do think we had good stories, but I just don't think they were enough to outweigh the LA stories. It's a tough one. You I mean, got, Joe Burrow has gotten so popular this season. He really has. I mean, um, he's going to be the face of the NFL for years to come. Yeah, uh, which is a wild thought to think. I don't. I, I don't know if any. When is the last time a Bengal been the fra- uh, face of the NFL? Yeah, I mean, I just, you know, you can't 100 percent say that, you know, because it's, you know, so many quarterbacks have had good years and then faltered. But just the way his attitude, the way he plays, I, I, you know, I think he's extremely talented, and I think he's gonna be, he's gonna be playing yeah. at a high level for a long time. And the thing too, like he's he's played this well this year with such a bad offensive line. Like think about when Patrick Mahomes is kind of like a similar situation. Uh, he just signed a half a billion dollar contract. You know when that starts kicking in, they're not going to have money for everybody. Right. So they're going to have to you know cut corners and and play players on rookie contracts. Uh, you know that's kind of um, you know they're going to see definitely a decline in their offensive line just because they won't be able to pay everybody you only have so much cap space but the fact that burrow's been able to succeed with such a bad line um really shows you know a good optimistic future and a lot of people have been saying this is kind of the phrase that's been going around they'll be back boy do i fucking hope so i think we will i mean i think in joe burrow we have something special obviously in chase we have something special you yeah. know, if we can just keep these key players on the team, I think we're going to come back. Yeah. I mean, we saw where the weakness is. Main weakness yeah. is that that O line. We just need to spend offensive money there. line, maybe another corner. Well, we'll um, definitely need another corner. I don't see Wayne's getting. We're going to talk about all that kind of in the future. Uh, we're going to do a whole episode breaking down uh, off season needs and improvements and stuff like that. But yeah, uh, to touch on it lightly, yeah, dude. There's definitely spots they can improve. Um, I kind of think, and like I said, we'll go into this much later. I kind of think one of two things are going to happen. I think either next year you're going to see them either like go all in, go for that Super Bowl, or they're gonna they're gonna have an off year. They're gonna play a little bit tougher opponents, and then they're gonna have to shoot for 2024 as the Super Bowl year or 2025. But you know, we'll we'll. 
as things come along, we can discuss more on that. Yeah, I mean, just right now, I think next year we, I I think we're still a playoff team. I don't see us regressing at this point. I don't think Baltimore is really going to come on strong like they think they are, and obviously Pittsburgh and Cleveland are going to, I think they're going to struggle next year. Well, let's talk about that real quick since this kind of goes into the conversation of what's going on, you know, with these teams that are in division and kind of if we can repeat or not. I think we can easily repeat as AFC North champions. Whether or not they go back to the Super Bowl is kind of like, well, that'll be like a game-by-game basis. Right. Um, You know, it's like, okay, yeah, we won our division, but we have to play, you know, the Chiefs got revamped or something. I don't know. You never know who what's going to happen next year. Um, also, injuries are, play a huge fucking part in our season. We were pretty much healthy the entire year. Yeah, I mean, that's a tough thing to overcome when you start losing key yeah. players. I mean, that's, that's what happens that's, to the Ravens. That's the toughest thing. I mean, I don't think they were going to make a Super Bowl run, but they were definitely like, in the in the running to be the the AFC North champs, though. But yeah, oh yeah, they for got sure. blown up on their on their side. Yeah, and think about how many good years that we've had, and we lost in playoff games because we had injuries. You know, several times. <laughs> a quarterback. Hell yeah. Well, I don't want to talk. I don't want to go into the past right now, but yeah, but it's like it kind of looks like immediate outlook. You know. Uh, start with Cleveland like Jarvis Landry's kind of talking like he's wants his way out of Cleveland I think he saw um OBJ have success and he's like okay the, the grass is greener on the other side I mean Cleveland uh, Cleveland's ba- a mess people are dragging Baker Mayfield now and <laughs> well Baker Mayfield was like weird I think we talked about this at one point like his career is like he'll have one good year and then have a sucky year and have a good year again and so he's not even most this is like the time where a lot of those First round quarterbacks from his draft class have already received extensions. Um, uh, Josh Allen did. Who else is in that quarterback class? I have no idea. I gotta look it up now. I maybe mean, th- maybe Josh Allen is the only one who. Uh, the Browns don't really have a super talented receiving core either. So. Yeah, especially if Landry's out the door. Okay, so. Of that quarterback class, I'm a lying liar. Only Josh Allen has gotten the extension. Uh, Mayfield hasn't gotten an extension yet. Lamar Jackson hasn't gotten an extension yet. Uh, Darnold's been traded. Rosen's gone. Rudolph is probably going to be gone soon. Um, so I guess I, I guess that directly leads into we talked about Cleveland's like Pittsburgh. Who the fuck knows what they're going to do with quarterback? I have a I do have a thought what they're going to do, but I I kind of want to save that for later. <laughs> then save it. Um. I mean, they they already said that they're gonna stick with, uh, or th- they're comfortable with uh, what's his name, Mason. I don't believe Mason that. Crosby. Well, the Bears said that Dalton was gonna be the starting quarterback all year, and then they they canned him after. Well, three I games. think they are gonna bring somebody in to compete with him. I mean, that's I mean, it's the Steelers. They're such a big franchise. They're definitely gonna bring somebody in. Okay, fuck it. We're gonna talk about what I think is gonna happen. Oh god. I think. Okay, so Andy Dalton gets goes, signed by the Pittsburgh Steelers, no, and they go no, to the Super Bowl. He's not gonna Bowl. go to the Steelers, <laughs> dude. I would, be, I would be the most conflicted. That would be the most like conflicted I would ever be in my entire life. So you wouldn't cheer for him if he was on the Steelers? I don't think I could, dude. <laughs> I don't think I could. I think it would be like a Whitworth situation, like where I don't want them to win. But if they if they did, I would be like, ah, okay. Okay, so who do you think? What do you think they are actually? Gonna so do? I think what's going to happen is, uh, so down in Miami, Brian Flores was really really big on Deshaun Watson, like he really really wanted him. Yeah. And I think the first moment um, that anything came of him 
being available in some kind of trade. I think he wanted it. And he said, we're going to, I'm going to try to do that. And their, their organization is kind of fucked up right now with everything that's been going on with the whole tanking accusations and the race thing and all this other stuff. So I don't think they were ever one. This is just kind of a side note. I don't think they were ever 100% in on Tua. I think they got a pretty shitty consolation prize that year in the draft. Comparatively, when you're looking at, you know, Burrow just went to the Super Bowl. Herbert's playing really well. And then everybody else in that draft is just kind of meh. I don't know. I, I've watched Tua play, and their team fucking sucks. <laughs> <laughs> They're garbage. Out, and I think Tua plays actually pretty well with what he has. Like, he's probably in the worst QB situation okay. of the first rounders. I mean, see, I don't think he plays that bad. Well, that's I just, what I'm, I just don't think. I don't think he's playing bad. I think the team's really bad. It's hard to judge a quarterback yeah. when he's like literally on one of the worst teams. Not as yeah. bad as as like Jacksonville, I think, but they are pretty bad. That's a whole nother thing. <laughs> so, okay, so Brian Flores goes up to Pittsburgh, right? He gets signed as a defensive thing. I think that was obvious. Like, you know, you know, I, I don't think there's any other team that would have signed him uh but i i think you know mike tomlin was like okay let's bring this guy in you know he's he's like one of the very few black head coaches in the nfl so i think any place for the Steelers, you can get away with anything on the Steelers. so even if you're suing the nfl you're actively suing the nfl if you're on the Steelers, they'll just forgive all that shit <laughs> yeah okay so okay so he goes up he goes up to um the Steelers. they don't have a good quarterback situation i i could see you know, Watson getting traded up to Pittsburgh and kind of like the passing the torch of sexual assault accusey from Ben Roethlisberger to Watson, I think. All right. Um, I'm not I'm not joining in on this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. But like, if okay, I just want to say, if Watson does go to the Steelers, um, he will be like immediately absolved of all crimes. <laughs> you just wait. That's my tinfoil hat. It's gonna be like ah, twenty two. That doesn't. That's not real. Uh, I don't know about that. The dude's got a lot going <laughs> against him right now. <laughs> yeah, it, what's really weird about that is like his contract hasn't. He signed like a big extension, but his that contract hasn't kicked in yet. I don't know why they don't just cut him and just say like, okay, well, cut our losses. He, the contract hasn't even kicked in yet. Uh, I don't know. It's like oh yeah, it's like yeah, you lose all that signing bonus money but like that was sunk cost no matter what well, maybe they want to keep him in case these this trial goes his way and then they can trade him and they still have some value in him such a weird i don't know like that situation's super weird um kyler murray's situation is super weird it's just a lot of weird stuff's going on in the nfl and okay but going back to the afc north you still have mayfield and jackson both of these guys are now is the final year of their contract, I believe, right? 18, 19, 20, 21. Yeah, 22 is uh, the fifth-year option for all those first-round draft picks. So now's the time for them to sign extensions. It's like, are they are they going to sign extensions? I don't know. But their situations are both kind of messed up. So I could easily see us repeating as ASC North champs. I think, uh, I think Jackson's definitely going to get re-signed. I mean, he's like their, you know, he's going to be their franchise quarterback for a while. 
I'm not like 100% sure. That's I surprising feel like if, as fuck. <laughs> but like, if, wouldn't they have done that already? If that was really the case and they were really all in on, wouldn't they have done the contract already? Uh, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Maybe, you know, I feel like if you were both in agreement of, you know, A, wanting to be here, two being, or B, being the franchise quarterback, and C, you know, the team wants to keep you there, you would think that, like, I don't know. I kind of feel like they're going to. I, th- I think, I don't know. Everything I've heard is that the Ravens really want him. It's just all about trying to get the contract right so they, they have cap space where they need it. Okay. From everything I've heard, they really want to get this deal done. It just seemed like to me, you know, obviously, you know, talk is one thing and actions speak louder than words. I feel like they would have gotten it done already. But that's just that's just how I see it. I mean, you got to look at their where they are too. I mean, they really saw themselves as, as a Super Bowl team last year. Um, so you know, if they can keep as much cap space within the next two years as possible, that's you know, this is their what they think is their their window. Yeah, and they had – well, here's another thing, too, is they had a lot of signings, too, um, around the 2019 year, like his MVP season. So let me look it up real quick because I forget, I forget their roster. kind of feel like – you know Josh Bynes re-signed with the, uh, with the Ravens after last year? I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so they had, you know, a decent amount of, like, contract re-signing. Like, they re-signed um, Marlon Humphrey. Uh, they got Justin Houston, so they spent a lot of money on um, big contracts, and I've, I think they've got like, you know, at some point Marquise Brown, his contract's going to be coming up. He's I think he's their number one wide receiver. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do because I think that's going to be our biggest threat for the next couple years. I'm not worried about the Browns; they don't know what they're going to do with Mayfield. I Sam. Or um, Mason Rudolph is definitely not the answer for the Steelers, which is. I hope they keep fucking Randolph as their starter. I definitely two guaranteed wins every year. I definitely see them uh, picking up a uh, quarterback in the first round. It's a rough quarterback draft. I I see them probably signing somebody big. I could see that happening too. I mean. There's a lot of different passive conversation we can have, but I think this year, like, there's a lot of open space for, like, a quarterback carousel. Yeah, maybe maybe one of the bigger ones we've ever seen. But like, think about think about how many like locks there are, uh, in terms of like, you know, okay, what teams are gonna keep their quarterback from last year to this year? And if you like look at the list of all the teams, it's like, okay, we're locked in. The Chargers are definitely keeping um, uh, Herbert. Mac Jones is probably safe. Um, yeah, but a lot of teams have, have are losing quarterbacks. Um, obviously, Tom Brady um, yeah. retired. I mean, just going through, it's like, okay, Houston Texans, that's kind of a nut house. Teddy Bridgewater didn't work in. Um, the Broncos, yeah, you've probably, you're probably doing a Dak Prescott saying of the Cowboys they, they could bring in another quarterback to compete with fields uh, Matt Ryan might retire he's kind of old Kyler Murray's situation's weird they've been talking about trading for Tua forever uh Wentz didn't work in for the Colts Daniel Jones isn't working for um 
Giants, Goth didn't work. Uh, Panthers QB situation didn't work. Rams are probably sticking with Stafford. Um, Trevor Lawrence is probably sticking uh, um, for the Jags. You know, Aaron Rodgers is gone. Saints need a new quarterback. San Francisco may move on from Jimmy. Steelers, we already talked about. Raiders may move on from Derek Carr. Washington needs to upgrade. Um, Vikings need to upgrade. Tom Brady just retired. And Russell Wilson may leave Seattle. All this I'm talking about. I just named, like, most of the teams. You know, I just probably, like, I don't know, six teams that are absolutely not changing their quarterback from prior year, us being one of them. So it's like, you know, you're going to see, like, a whole swinging carousel for next year from quarterbacks. Right. Yeah, I I think there is going to be a lot of movement. Yeah. Okay, so we agreed on that. Let's talk about... Eli Apple. What's there to talk about? He got dragged in the media. Dude, he got dragged through the mud. <laughs> he deserves it, uh, though. I think that, that's what that's what I happens. Think, I think that he, that he kind of prematurely celebrated after they beat the Chiefs. Uh, that's why that's why everybody is ripping on. Oh, uh, he got real mouthy after that. He got super mouthy after. He thought that. he was like the best why. corner in the freaking world after that. Oh, it's, it's so funny because people are like are dragging him through the mud, but then I think a couple of days ago or so, Pro Football Focus was like, yeah, he's actually one of the best man corners uh, from last year, which is surprising. Oh, I mean, we barely one. played man. Because we barely <laughs> played man. Uh, but conversely, we also have um, Awuzier and Hilton were two of the best you know, zone corners from last year. So it's weird to think, you know, how is it that we were able to – I guess that's why we were so successful is we had, you know, some of the best cornerbacks playing. Apple not one of them. I just said he was one of the best man coverage corners. It, it, on a team that doesn't really play man. I mean, still, he still had a, he had a rough year. Man. I think I, I I wasn't super impressed by Apple. He had some really good plays, but he he had a lot yeah. of boneheaded plays. He definitely improved. I remember the subreddit was all going in on him early. He was in the really year. bad in the. Early they were they were year. ripping on Eli Apple before it was cool. Yeah, and then he <laughs> goes out and you know tries to talk shit about uh, Cup, and then gets freaking destroyed on the. On that last touchdown, two touchdowns, two of um, because both they both they ran both of his touchdowns in Eli Apple's side of the field. Mm. Well, either way, he he deserves what he's getting right now. <laughs> I I mean you 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 get what you pay for, you know. And you know we're we're definitely getting rid of Wayne's. Um, I yeah. don't necessarily see us resigning Apple, but maybe. <laughs> see, I kind of think. I mean, we're going to go into this a lot more when we talk about who they should draft, but I kind of think that they should go first round corner because you've already got available. I don't know. That's the whole thing. It's like I've seen like Ahmad Garner as example. He's not going to. I've seen him go as I've seen his go as high as seven. I see him go as low as thirty-two. There's no way he falls that far. I don't think he's going to go. I don't think he's going to fall to us, especially with how. That's the thing, though. We're drafting the latest we literally have ever been able to draft because back in the 80s, like, six teams didn't exist. So we were drafting at, what, I don't know, 25 or 26 or something, whatever it was, and now we're drafting at 31. That's that's the price of success. You know, you do really well. You you don't get as much uh, good draft capital as you do the year after. Sure. I, I see but, us going O-line in the first round and then second round maybe reaching for that um, the other EC cornerback. 
Uh, Bryant. Yeah, Bryant, Kobe Bryant. I think second round, even late second round, would probably be a reach for Bryant. But, I mean, it's at least an attempt. That's definitely uh, a spot they're going to have to upgrade. Because I think both Awuzie and Hilton, them two dudes, they got they got their jobs locked in. Yeah, but we definitely need that, that second corner. Yeah, the second um, outside corner. Uh, it's like I saw a thing the other day. It was like the top three uh, cap hits for 2022. Uh, number one was Wayne's. And he's only played in five games for us. Did not really impress in any of those games. I, I saw something on Reddit that showed how many, um, how many snaps he played this year, and I was like, "What the hell? I don't remember even seeing him." Like, <laughs> well, if you look at his, um, he had four starts this year. Can you believe that? Yeah, that's shocking. He started four games. <laughs> yeah, shocking. well, if if you if you look at when they were, it's like, okay, did you watch the Cleveland game? Because he started in that one. Um, you started the Jacksonville game. You started Green Bay. Started uh Denver. Um, because he was he was been hurt like all year. He was hurt in camp. You know, played two games. Got hurt in the Green Bay game. And I think at that point, Apple already kind of won the job, and they just like, well, we're gonna use. I saw him a lot on special teams. Um, because he played zero defensive snaps in the entire playoffs, but had like just about what was this four, eight, thirteen. Special team snaps. So he was he was on the field, just not on defense. Yeah. And for that to be the for that kind of player to be your highest cap hit. It's pretty rough. <laughs> it's pretty rough. So they're definitely gonna move on from him. Either they're gonna cut him or and I I mean, I doubt they're gonna rework his contract, but No, I'm not I, I don't think so. Fifteen million is just way too much for someone who don't really play. Yeah, that They'd definitely be better off cutting him and moving on. Yeah, but so those two were, you know, the biggest cap hits. Or the, the, sorry, uh, Range was the f- number one cap hit. The next two were Reeder and Hendrickson. It's like, okay, those two make sense to be your big cap hits, especially with how well they played last year. So, A-OK in my book. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're definitely going to, like, talk about it a lot more uh, when we do, like, a dedicated off-season, off-season pre- yeah. pre um free agency because i think free agency comes first that's in march or it is march when the fuck does free agency start (laughs) i I never know (laughs) uh i was like oh it starts in march i'm like oh shit we're in march right now okay march 16th okay we gotta have an episode next week (laughs) shit (laughs) i mean that's fine (laughs) okay um yeah so free agency starts around the corner believe it or not so I think you're going to start seeing them making moves. Yeah, probably. Um, we already we're starting to resign people, and I think we're going to see a lot more news um, that we'll talk about. And I'm sure we'll have more to talk about next week. Yeah. Um. Let's see. You talked about kind of some of the media stuff. I, th- I think we've covered I mean, everything we need to cover for for this Super Bowl. I. I I don't want to belabor this longer because i i don't want to get ne- too negative here um i don't know i i just it was a fun game um i was super yeah. glad that you know I, I was very surprised with everything we've done this season and you know the team surprised me yeah if we could do like a quick recap of the whole year just kind of summarize like our end thoughts like it really was a magical year 
Uh, it was really fun watching all these games. Yeah, our playoff run was uh, incredible. The playoff run was really, really fun. Um, I haven't had this much fun in a playoff series in a long yeah, time. Right. It, it, it was crazy. All the games were close and you know, very exciting yeah. games. Yeah, just we didn't get the uh, – all the other games had, you know, the last th- a pass attempt from every single playoff game leading up to – the rate of the Rams game ended on an interception by the opposing quarterback. Uh, we didn't, we weren't able to muster up that magic. I think we kind of end, you know, ran out of magic and luck in the last game. But you know, the the general vibe is they'll be back, and boy, I fucking hope so. Right. Oh, <sighs> <sighs> well, that the, the, and this has been a tough episode for me. Not gonna lie. <laughs> oh, I don't. Uh, you know, you can say that and have that opinion i i this one wasn't too tough for me i don't even think this was the worst playoff loss we've ever had it's not it's just like, it's heartbreaking to get this far dude i was like over it like two days I, later I, i'm still pissed about 2015 I, it I'm took still me a while it's gonna take me a while to get over this loss it's you know it's for me it's like they they well exceeded expectations you know they played unbelievably well it's um, just the first super bowl i've ever seen my favorite team man it's like that's fair. It was so close, you know. It was so freaking close. It was the closest we've been ever in our lifetimes. So I com- I completely understand that. Oh. Oh no, just I mean, it's been it was a fun year. Yeah, that's true. You can't, you can't, you can't sit. There. It may have ended, you know, not the way we wanted. But I feel like I see that like every time a, a sports team loses, they always say, "Well, we didn't, you didn't finish the game the way we wanted." It's like, well, yeah, you lost. <laughs> yeah. But boy, uh, fun year! I'm I'm excited for next year. I'm already getting pumped up. Yeah, um, I agree. I mean, and we went to two games, and uh, one of them was extremely fun. Yeah, you know, I, I completely block. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? I only remember the Kansas City game. I'm like, oh, that's right, we went <laughs> to uh, <laughs> we went to the Chargers game, and that one blew ass. Well, we blew ass, but it, I mean, it was still an exciting no, okay, game. Yeah, the, the, the game would say the game. I had a fun time with you. It's just the end result wasn't <laughs> any good. Um, um, yeah, I got nothing more to say about this season. I think I'm, I think I'm good. Um, I I do want to say I know this. We don't get political in here too often, but I I do want to say, um, I support Ukraine and everything that's going on right now. And if anybody, and if anybody has extra money or funds to donate to uh, the Ukrainian forces, it would be much appreciated. Yeah, so I think that covers everything what we had to say today. Thank you very much for listening today. Uh, if you like what we had to hear, please subscribe and follow us next week. Uh, we'll talk about the upcoming free agency period and what we need to think them to do. At some point, we're going to talk about uh, the Cincinnati Bearcats basketball and football teams because we never talked about those. Getting so caught up with the yeah, Super Bowl run. Um, but thank you very much for listening. You guys have a good rest of your day.